With the best all-inclusive vacation deals to Mexico and the Caribbean, booking your getaway with cheap Caribbean vacations means you have more freedom to do your deal. Whether you want to enjoy snorkeling, endless margaritas, and more, or simply just want to soak up the sun and sand in a tropical paradise, Cheap Caribbean Vacations has your deal for that. Plan and book the exact getaway you want at exactly the right price for you by using our exclusive budget beach finder. Or find a featured all-inclusive package to Sunscape Resorts and Spas and do your deal at CheapCaribbean.com. You guys, have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This summer, own your style with Macy's, whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a backyard staycation, Macy's has all that you need. Shop brands like Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. Macy's has all of your summer must-haves. Summer dresses, matched sets, volume sleeve tops, espadrilles, mm. wedges, straw-crafted bags, bathing suits, and so much more. Oh my gosh, the free-for-all. Shop at Macy's.com slash style. Get ready to simplify your life with AT&T in-car Wi-Fi. Stay connected wherever you go and transform your vehicle into a dependable Wi-Fi hotspot. Powering applications like real-time GPS and voice assistant makes navigation a breeze. Plus, with Wi-Fi for up to 10 devices, you can keep everyone entertained while you're on the road. Work, stream shows, or finish homework without missing a beat. Discover the convenience for yourself and see if you're eligible for a free trial at att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays and they also stress me out. <laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keeper Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going.
Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy's shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. First of all, you don't know me. <laughs> We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. Hey, sports fans, we are back for another edition of Drama Queens. And this one we are talking about episode 22 in season two, The Tide That Left and Never Came Back, air date May 24th, 2005. Uh, here's what happens in this episode. Um, Hillary cries a lot. <laughs> Chad does a really nice job of being very sincere. And uh, Brian Greenberg is a full teen heartthrob. But really, it's uh, part one of season two finale. And we have Jimmy Eat World. Lucas and Brooke head to New York for an overnight stay with Haley. Peyton and Jake's relationship hits another bump in the road because of Nikki and Dan is still out to destroy Karen. He's ruining her relationship with Andy. And meanwhile, Andy's trying to find out what Dan is hiding in his office. Bum, bum, bum. And Nathan's got a really big decision to make about high flyers and his family. If you're wondering why it sounds a little quiet here, it's because I am the only drama queen. I'm the only one in the studio today. Uh, but never fear. We have an awesome, awesome guest today. One of my dearest, dearest friends uh, who you may recognize. Uh, maybe you might recognize him. Um, he was raised in Kelowna, British Columbia as the son of an ice hockey player. But he started his acting career on a soap opera called Santa Barbara. And then he did Beverly Hills 90210. And then he did Soap Dish. This guy was even in The Notebook. Ladies and gentlemen, a drama king in his own right. My dear friend, Paul Johansson. Hello, Paul. Hi. <laughs> king. That's just because we share our lives privately. We know our dramas. <laughs> drama king and queen, for sure. Oh, my goodness. Wait, what did it feel like to watch this episode back? I mean, how long has it been since you've watched an episode except for the one? Did you watch one before you did our live episode? I have to admit, I didn't watch it. No. Oh, I watched part of it. No, I did. I watched part yeah, of it. Yeah, you saw some it. of it because we discussed it. Yeah, part um, of it. But to really sit and just take it all in after... 2011, yeah, the it's... season finale. Right. Yeah. The, the, the series finale. Yeah, it's that been... Was it. that was the last one I watched. It's been a long time. How'd that feel? <laughs> you know, actually, um, there's a lot... You know, the world has turned TV, right? All the great filmmakers are making TV shows now. Yeah. Right? All the big actors, our big stars, we're like, oh, they'll never do TV. They're all TV stars. Yeah, now. it's all changed. It's a huge different world out there. And so, but to go and see the the, the simpleness and the, the sweetness, and we were talking about it during the the, pod, the, the the episode we were watching together, there was something really charming. And, and the way that our creators made music the backbone of our show. Yeah. I, Gave it a gave it a kind of like a poetry about it, don't you think? I am. Um, I totally think so. I felt like um, they introduced me to a lot of bands that I didn't know about. Um, I guess because I was never really into the modern trendy music scene. I was always such yeah. like an old hippie with music and listening to Carol King in my room and Billy Joel, and so it was really fun to be able to hear what all the new bands were and and it be introduced to all this new talent. Um, and clearly, Jimmy Eat World at the time was uh, a really big deal and got bigger um so that was really fun um did our show have something to do with the a little bit of a bump in their career i think it did i mean i don't 
I would love to ask them, but uh, it had to have. I mean, the show was huge at the time. Season two was when it really started to lift off, which is crazy because we've been saying this whole time that it was such a boring season. Like, or just not boring, but kind of a terrible season. It was just so over the top and so many things yep. that we didn't love. But um, yeah, no, I... You know, it reminds me when I you mentioned um, Santa Barbara, like nobody yes. knows. Back in the day, he's doing soap operas. The producer used to walk through the set before every scene going, remember, tension, everybody, tension. Like they wanted conflict, conflict. Every scene has to have conflict. And so I, and I was watching this episode and I was like going, this is kind of the formula for keeping people interested. Yeah. You know, conflict, conflict. And this episode is rife with conflict. It's nonstop. I mean, it Which, is a finale, so I think that's fair enough. I wouldn't have said this 10 years ago when I watched, if I watched this episode, which I think I did. But my favorite storyline in this episode, I really liked Jake and Hillary's story. Yeah. I thought there was something, I mean, she was literally sobbing in every scene. Every scene. <laughs> I wish she was here right now because she would have so many fun things to say about that. Um, <laughs> But, you know, he's got, um, you know, now that I'm a single dad. Yeah. And I know, and you're, you know, we, we both know what it's like to raise, you know, a, a little one in, in, the, in, the, in the craziness of, of having, you know. Family um, cord and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's hard. It's, you know, and you see, you know, his, you know, I just see a real kind of honor about the way that he approached it. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. he's fighting hard, but he's, but he's, but he's, he's still got this. Great, and I love his love for his daughter. That it's it's more than his love for even Peyton. Yeah, which kind of to be a great parent, you kind of love your kids more than your partner. <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't know. You know what? I actually have I've heard different sides on that, and oh, I'm very curious about that. Well, that's something that actually is worth talking about because, a as a parent, I mean, I'm a single mom, so I don't, I don't, I can't speak from experience on this, but. It does seem to me that in order to give your child the stability that a child needs, that making your partner the most important person in the the family um, to you and then the children come second kind of eliminates an element of codependence with your child that, you, you know, the child knows their place in the structure of the family and their place in the world rather than feeling like they might be above the other parent. That is a beautiful interpretation uh, i've never heard it put that way before but i really need to sit with that and ponder that i i love it i, I my what i would submit to you would be one is that i think they may be different loves yeah you know in that and the second part would be that um i've never experienced <laughs> the, yeah me I've, either that i've come first before anything <laughs> Like it's usually no my career comes first no this is my favorite car you're never driving it no, mostly, all right well <laughs> yeah, no, I I don't think I've ever I've never experienced that either. Um, not in my childhood. First ever, ever, ever in someone's life. Like you've never been. You are my priority. I'm going to make sure that this is the most important thing to me. And you've never been made to feel that way. Um, I don't. I think I have a couple of with like a maybe a. I can think of maybe one or maybe two boyfriends that I felt that way with, but it it always came with baggage of like, there was actually a neediness underneath it where by them making me the priority, it felt like they were. That was my follow-up question. Yeah, it was, it was more about them than it, right. It was more about yeah. them than it was about me. So, so 
I think no, I don't think I. You see why it's hard. It's hard for us as men to know. I'm going to make you first. Well, if I make her first, she won't respect me. You know what I mean? So okay, I'm going to pretend she is first, but I'm not going to let her know that. I'm going to act like you know, not going to go with the guys tonight. You know, right? (laughs) Well, it's our anniversary. Well, yeah, we'll celebrate with you know. We'll do it tomorrow. I don't know if it's that it's that I wouldn't respect it or don't respect it. I think it's just that I don't want there to be any guile about it. I don't want there to be any like. Like you're trying to get something out of it by being the knight in shining armor. Like it's the quiet honor that you actually talk about a lot, Paul, in your life and the way that you function in your life with your relationships and with your son and with your work. And there's a there's an internal honor code that and that I think is what I'm looking for in the context of what we're talking about, where it's not just um hey, look at me, I'm the knight in shining armor. Okay, now give me something for it. It's just a like a genuine offering of you're my priority and I don't need you to give anything any back because then I will give above and beyond. But if I sense that there's guile, I, it freaks me out and I, I kind of back off. Let me ask you a question about that. When you feel you're about to step over that line of that code ever, cause I know you and I have a lot of similarities with this. Yeah. It's almost like an alarm is ringing inside of you going, you're not, this isn't who you are. This isn't your, but even if yeah. it's easy fine, and you test that code sometimes. Even if it's what? Say again? Even, even if it's, it's, it's an easy step over the line, like something, you know, that you, you like, I don't know, this is a terrible example, but like taking a job just for the money when you know that it's like something you shouldn't be doing because your heart's not going to be in it. Yeah. Right. I know a lot of people may not, may not be able to understand that, but from an artist's point of view, that, that's almost like selling your soul. Right. And it's painful. But we've all kind of gone there. Yeah. And you, what you do is you try not to be too hard on yourself. Yeah. Done and say, you know, I'm, you know, it's like, I've got to be able to forgive myself for that moment because there's a bigger picture here. If I can, if I can really live the good life that I want to live in and most of all, wake up and look in the mirror and not be disappointed, then everything else will be okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. There has to be that internal honor code. And, and as artists, I think we, as, as actors, particularly, I guess, we become um, professional bullshit detectors mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And that, you know, bleeds into our relationships because <laughs> I know I do. My alarms all go crazy. And destroys them too. Yeah. Destroy. If I feel like somebody's not being real with me and then I can just pick and pick and pick. Um, but <laughs> but bring, <laughs> bringing it back to the kids, which is that, you know, I have never been I haven't been in a relationship long enough with uh, my a, a romantic relationship long enough uh, while I've had my daughter to be able to say that this theory works. But in theory, it does seem to make sense to me, and I appreciate what Jake does that, here. If there was a if there was a if scale, you could say like here's the here's the components that I need to be in a relationship. Like you have to be attracted to the other person. Of course, you have to respect them. Yes, and you have to have similar long-term goals yeah va- values and long-term goals values. i guess yeah is there anything else i'm missing on that no i think i think that's it values is a huge one and and then yeah long-term goals i think well long-term goals change i mean the long-term goals i think i had when i was 20 are very different from what i have now see for me it was only i just had to be attracted <laughs> that was really that was the cutoff <laughs> how many years did you live like that as a, um, as a as a handsome acting bachelor, like party man out there, you had access to everything. I mean, everything. 
at your feet, at your disposal. How long did you live your life that way before you started to go, okay, I, I need a shift now? My dating life is an HBO special. <laughs> it is. It is a it is a complicated, long... I mean, I dated a girl that we were followed by the CIA one time. I dated What? Girl, yeah. I dated a girl who was involved in a very big political scandal back in like the late 1980s. <laughs> 1980s um and uh, uh, and you know he's quite a famous person and then you know you know who else i've dated it's been yeah. a very interesting but you know I, I didn't i came from a small town you said at the beginning of the thing from Kelowna, british columbia yeah beautiful little glacier lake town in in canada which and and you know and you and like you you came from new jersey and now we you meet all these people that everyone has this idea what they are nobody nobody is like what they perceive to be in their in the public persona everybody's way more complicated nuanced and different yeah i totally agree with that it's so hard to just take one glance or know a character or know you know read some interviews or whatever see some interviews and feel like you really have a whole rounded picture of a person. You said when, when Jake was on his motorcycle, you like, what'd you say? You said, He's such a teen heartthrob. <laughs> so that, there you go. See the image of a young, handsome, honorable, single man fighting for your hair. Looks I know. Nice. Thanks. I'm having fun with my on, hair. Guys. On the motorcycle. And he's, he's got the James Dean look over his shoulder. He's not looking right at you. He's got to look over his shoulder a little oh, bit. Yeah. He's got everything going on. And you go, and you know, I guess I could hear on the other side, you sweating. I can hear <laughs> And I was like going, yeah, okay, I get it. There's the imagery. But that sort of plays into our thing. It's like, this is the presentation. Yeah. But, but we know he's goofy and lovable yeah. and intelligent and funny and fun. And like, it's, he's not this like deep and tortured. He's, 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 you know what I mean? So we get these, yeah. these fragments. You get glimpses. Glimpses. Oh man, I can't tell you how many times I have been, I get, get this little notification pop up. It tells me that I've subscribed to something that I don't know even what it is. And it's like, oh, $39.99 or $62.45 annually is coming up. Do you want it? And I'm like, I don't know what this is. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. Going on in, you know, there's too many things going on in my day. When am I going to have time to go dig through all these files and figure out what's what? I need help. And I mm -hmm. think we figured out the way. Rocket Money, it's a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with just a few taps. Yeah. I love how the dashboard just shows me this month's spending compared to last month. So I can clearly see my spending habits. Plus they'll help me create a custom budget and it keeps my spending on track. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. So cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash queens. That's rocketmoney.com slash queens. Rocketmoney.com slash queens. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like... 
my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Friends, we need a second to talk about Squarespace. Squarespace has so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of the product features that I love is their asset library. You can upload, organize, and access all of your content from one place. With the new asset library, you're able to manage all of your files from one central hub and use them across the Squarespace platform. They also have flexible website templates, so you can get started with one of their professional website templates with designs for every category and use case. Then you just customize your look, update content, and add features to fit your unique needs. You can make any Squarespace template do what you want. So your idea, your brand, or your business stands out online on every device. Plus, they will make selling your products on an online store a breeze. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So I play this little game every morning where I leave the house looking decrepit. And then I drop my children off at school. And then I get to my office and I take out a nice, cute little bag that came with my Thrive Cosmetic order and with just a couple of products, I'm able to look like a normal, happy, healthy human again. It's incredible. I love these products. Thrive Cosmetics has a full line of makeup to refresh your everyday look. With clean, skin-loving ingredients, their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. Now, a few of my favorite products include their incredible Infinity Waterproof Eyebrow Liner. It's easy-to-use waterproof pencil, holds like wax, and blends like a powder. Just line brows to give them some structure and create natural-looking strokes of hair to fill in sparse brows. It comes with a spoolie brush to lift and tame brows after applying the pencil, and there are eight shades to choose from that adjust to your natural brow color for a perfect match every time. Now, my other favorite product, I've been talking about this forever, is the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. Their unique formula creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. And it's super easy to remove, you guys. This is my favorite part. It just slides right off with warm water, doesn't leave smudges, doesn't pull your eyelashes out. It's incredible. Its nourishing ingredients support longer, stronger, and healthier-looking lashes over time. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash drama. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash drama for 10% off your first order. I think this is such a brilliant invention and I wish somebody had come up with it earlier, but I'm glad we have it now. (laughs) 
you know, I've been doing theater since I was a little kid. My mom has yeah. all these videotapes of me and all these productions. And then we also have all of our family movies and all of the family photo albums and all of the everything that just takes up so much space. And I'm so grateful that Legacy Box created this whole platform to be able to condense these amazing memories down into something that's actually tangible and easy to access. Well, and with Mother's Day fast approaching, it is a great gift for the whole family. So you can relive moments like wedding days, first steps, or the embarrassing haircut you had in the 90s. You can <laughs> reconnect with your family's history and hear your grandmother's voice again for the first time. Yes, the process is so easy. You just send in your legacy box filled with old VHS tapes, camcorder tapes, and pictures, and their team professionally digitizes everything by hand in the USA, you'll get everything back on the cloud or a thumb drive along with your originals. It's so easy. Yeah. I mean, again, the VHSs, my my new project is that I found Jeffrey's big, huge storage containers of VHS, and oh. he was making TV shows in the late 80s, early 90s that I never got to see. This so is my good. chance. So All of his pilots that never, that never girl, aired, right? I love oh. those old beta tapes. Yes. <laughs> so you guys can do this too. Join over 1.5 million families that have trusted Legacy Box with their memories. Just go to LegacyBox.com slash drama to save 60% during their best Mother's Day sale ever. That's LegacyBox.com slash drama. Well, I loved the glimpses we got of him and Hillary. They, I, I agree. They did a really nice job and they had a great storyline. And I also really liked Chad in this episode a lot. I thought he was really sincere. I agree. You know, it's some of the oh, go most ahead. Pronounced being their moments. Yeah. I thought so too. I thought he didn't stretch. He wasn't pushing hard. It was very natural. I agree with you. I think he was very good in this episode. Yeah, really sincere and just kind of uh, the thread between all this, all the story. Although I do question the moment when he sits and judges Haley for playing around. She wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't sexual in context with you and, 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 and Oh and, yeah, but come on. He hasn't seen her in ages. Like the first time he shows up to see her and she's like on a couch, you know, mess wrestling with this guy. Uh, I don't know. I get really that he was annoyed. Tickling, giggling. And then he's, he's passing judgment. I was like going, <laughs> oh, come, on. come on, you know, yeah, I mean, one of the th- that's real too. That's real. Right? It is. And one of the things about going back and watching this show, um, I, it's been fun to realize where we are now in our maturity and our understanding of the gray areas of life and how nothing is exactly what it seems. And, you know, there's just so many facets to a person and their experiences. And when you're in high school or when you're in your early 20s, like we were when we were filming it, um, and you know, then there, you have so much judgment and the world seems much more black and white. And I think you and I see that with our kids too, because I know Maria's like that. The things are very black and white and <laughs> trying to explain, well, there's gray areas here. I mean, I know, Quinn, you're laughing. Go ahead. Especially um, atheist, communist. I'm this way, dad. I'm like, yeah, tell me in five years what you are, you know, right. it's all going to change. It's funny. I was thinking about what you were saying about the, the what we our perception of people too. It's like when I was in high school, I knew what my, my future wife was going to be. She was going to be speak French and wear Chanel all the time. And she was going to be, you know, speak nine languages and, you know, have a PhD in philosophy and she's going to love me and we're going to be together forever. Oh my Five God, years. that's such a high bar. Right. And then, and, you know, in my forties and fifties, she has to have a pulse. 
It's like literally, <laughs> just like, I'm going to narrow it down way small. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, God. I know. Um, I was, I'm looking at my notes here because there was so, there was so much drama in this episode. I have lots of notes too. Oh, you do? Talk about Dan for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about Dan. Cause what the hell was that with Karen? <laughs> oh my God. Are you going to the kiss right away? Go, okay. Well, we can build up to it. Go ahead. Well, I just thought that, you know, I just see, okay. First off, there was something early on with you, right? We had a little thing there, right? Was that it was that was the flashback when you brought the annulment papers. That's right. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. That sets up this finale. Definitely. Right. And that's the papers that you gave Lucas. Right. Or copies of to give to him. Yeah. Because you, I think you forged Nathan's signature or something, but you gave me the paperwork and told me that Nathan had that's signed right. it. And so I believed you. How many times do people have to be proven wrong by believing Dan and finding out that he's just lying what's that old adage again it's like when people show you who they are believe them yeah. <laughs> yeah but you know i gotta be honest with you um even though i'm the actor playing the part <laughs> um i really enjoyed that i enjoyed when he came on i went okay something's gonna happen yeah. and that's a nice feeling you know what I mean? Yeah. Is that one of the, your favorite things about playing Dan and, or playing a character that is uh, so um, instigating of things? Or I don't know. Help me with my I vocabulary. I remember this word. scene because this is a you, you're so like, this is why you and I are friends. Your instincts as an artist are always so like, like perfect. It's like, <laughs> I, I love talking because it's short now with us. We know, yeah. I, I know that you cut to stuff. When Karen comes in, and she's mad. She's like spitting fire, man. You know, she's Satan's mistress at the moment. And she comes in. If you, the first cut to me sitting in the chair, I see her in my eyes and immediately I start to go, got her. Because right. if I can affect somebody and, and then my character's smiling because he knows I got her. All yeah. I, why would he do anything unless he got a reaction? Everything is for a reaction. Yeah. And that was the fun part of playing Dan was I get, to make people react. Yes. So fun. Yes, that's what that's the fun part about any anyone will tell you playing a villain is fun. Mm. Because you get to get a reaction out of people. Everything that you do is very forward movement. Um and it's it's got a lot of energy behind it. It's really fun. But then you don't play, you don't you don't you don't you don't want to the the, the real interesting and nuance to that which makes it really interesting is once you've got them is you play opposite their energy when they come in the room yes she's moving and moving moving and i'm very still yeah and she's moving and moving and i'm very still it's like you want and make them rage against oh them. god it's a classic i mean i know you and i both have experience with narcissists in different areas in our life and um <laughs> i it's that but that is so classic that's what they do they pick at you and pick at you and they do enough things to where you explode because you're a normal human being with a normal reaction and then they turn around and go Look how crazy you are. Oh my I, I goodness. Need help. You really need help. Yeah. Yeah. I know so, it's scary. But you knew that and you know, you knew how to add those layers to Dan, which I well, love. I, you know, it's funny because you know, I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm, there's no specifics in this because I don't think it's Of fair. course. Because we pull a lot of our you know, our, our work off of not one person, but just a plethora of, of life experience. Absolutely. 
But I will say that the people that have irritated me that have got under my skin the most are the ones that I, I against my better nature, still trusted. Like, I yeah. Because they, they were good. They were like, you know, supportive and loving and this and this. But something inside of me was going, yeah, this doesn't feel authentic. But I still wanted to give them the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. That right? It's that gut feeling. It's hard to get in touch with your gut sometimes. If you, I spent a lot of years of my life believing that uh, my instincts were bad and, 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 um, just messed up like there was something wrong with my instincts and so i needed to trust other people's instincts for me and i spent a lot of time handing out my autonomy to other people that i trusted some people were lovely people that i trusted and some people did terrible things to me because i trusted them and um i shouldn't have but at the end of the day that's my fault for not not um well, I guess, I mean, you're a kid when I was, especially when you're young, you know, those things get taught to you in such strange ways. But um, at the end of the day, it is our responsibility to learn how to come out of that and, and trust that nobody knows better for us than us. We're the only people that have our gut. We're the only people living our lives and, um, you know, walking through life, not taking chances, not not risking trusting the wrong people is no way to live. So I think you kind of have to do that. You have to experiment with that. These are the great takeaways from our show, though. Imagine our audience watches all these scenarios. In this episode, there was 50 different scenarios yeah. of people being manipulated or feeling bad or situations not going the way you wanted them to. And it was about how people reacted to them. And so when all of our fans come up to us at conventions on the street and they want to talk about the show and they want to hear about it, you know, you realize that they're living through these characters yeah. and they're bringing in their own life experiences and going, and, and it helps in a way, and I, and I don't mean like to educate, but the more you see it going bad, the more you see it going good, the more you see it how people react to situations, the more that you can say, Oh, this is why I need to watch this show because it 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 gives me at least some sort of um, um, confirmation that I'm not crazy and that I'm not the bad person or I'm not doing anything wrong. Life just happens, and mm. it's how I react to it I that love really that. defines who I am. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Oh, that's a really sweet way of looking at the show too. I love that. Mm. You said, speaking of trust issues, you said when we were watching this episode. Maybe Lucas and Haley were laying in bed. They were just, you know, it was a late night best friends just laying there staring out at the moon shining in the window and talking as about it does. As, as it does, <laughs> and, you know, talking about life. And um, he says, I noticed you're not wearing your wedding ring. And she says, it's not because I don't love him. And it's not because of the press tour or the record label. It's because I feel like I don't deserve to. And you didn't buy it. No, I didn't. And I think that's a really genuine. So tell, okay, tell me what you think. Tell me what, why that bothered you so much. Wait a minute. We're good friends. Yeah. You tell me why you think I didn't buy it. <laughs> and then I'll tell you if you're right. <laughs> you know me and I want to see. This is like, a, this is like that, you know, like that on the dating game. They go, how well do you know your partner? Oh gosh. Okay. All right. Um, okay. How, let's see. You felt like it was a uh you felt like it was an evasive answer and 
I think you were bothered by the fact that she wasn't being completely honest with herself. You felt like she wasn't being honest with herself or with Lucas. I think it also bothered you because I know you've been lied to many times by women in your life. And I'm sure that's built up a pattern. So I wonder if maybe your immediate distrust of that answer was partly because you felt like you've been lied to a lot. I don't know. You are 100% in my mind. You know me better than anybody. (laughs) And you answered it beautifully. You are right on the money. Really? Yeah, it was... I, I was listening to myself, a much prettier version of myself. <laughs> <laughs> and you got, so, so you thought the real answer maybe would be, uh, I I'm confused. Being, I don't know what I want. And you know, you got it better the first time when you said that there was a, there was a bit of dishonesty to herself about it. You know, I think that she knows why she took it off, but if, admitting it is too, um, is to um, accountable. It would make her too accountable for what she's really feeling. Which and is so, what do you think? Which is like, I mean, look, not what what's what's on the show, but what Paul Johansson interprets those types of behaviors. Well, yes, have. that's what I'm asking. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Good. Because I want to make sure there's definitely a difference. So my interpretation of that is like, I I'm a good girl. I I'm I'm. I'm never going to cheat on my husband. I'm never going to put it out there that I'm available, even though I'm still married, blah, 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 blah. But I'm going to take off my ring and, and, and tickle and, you know, my, my best friend on the sofa, giggly, giggly with some sexual, you know, vibes to it. Mm. But I'm, I'm innocent though. I'm innocent. My feeling is I'm a diehard romantic. I always have been. I believe in love. I'm just not very good at it. And my feeling is, is if I truly loved somebody, you would have to cut my finger off before you could get my wedding ring off, even after we divorced, because my love, like, is is immutable. It is strong, and I believe in it. I believe in that. I believe in marriage. I believe in that stuff. I just wish that you know that there was like we, you and I lived in a fairy tale world where like you know love could survive anything if it was real. You know what I mean? But it can't. You know, it's it's a, it's a it's a romantic vision of the world that doesn't exist. And so it bothers me that it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Yes, I do know what you mean. It's I, not a I, answer, I also, but it's mine. <laughs> what'd you say? It's not a perfect answer, but it's mine. <laughs> it, yes. That, I still just don't understand it, though. I don't understand. I mean, I, I get generally what you're saying, but I don't quite understand what you mean. Does she still love Nathan? Does she still love him? Yes. Does she, does, like, and, and he knows that she loves her. Right? Yes. So that's that's real. So that's all the ring means. Taking the ring off is not like taking off because I don't deserve it. Taking the ring off is saying, you know, I'm basically saying I'm available. My heart is not taken by one person anymore. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's what the symbolism to me meant. That's why when I called him BS on that. Uh, so it was like a, almost like a, it's a way of deceiving yourself. That's but what really what, what you're doing is uh, notifying the world that you are available again. And do you think any more love story was more profound on the series One Tree Hill for 10 or nine years than mm. that love story? That no. was the love story of the show. Yeah, it was. It was. It's my favorite one to watch. And I was there when he proposed to you. I shot that episode. Oh, you, know? you did? Yeah, I did. Wait, I, oh my gosh, Paul, I forgot about that. That's awesome. And I shot the one where you guys were 
you know, falling off the bed, leaving the voice message together. And I mean, I loved shooting you guys together. So I'm going to, I'm going to bat back at that response and, and you're not totally wrong, actually, uh, in my opinion, based on me being me as Haley listening to that response, I wouldn't say you're totally wrong. I, but I, what I would say is that, um, there's an element of feeling like she doesn't deserve it because she knows that she hasn't lived up to Nathan's expectations of her and that she has sort of allowed herself to open her heart to the possibility of other people or someone else and maybe the marriage ending. And like that, that would lead her then to feeling that self-loathing of, I don't even deserve this anyway, which it's kind of like a double-edged, is it a double-edged sword? Is that the right analogy? It's definitely, um, yeah, I mean, I think I've been well, in- Can we, can we, Joy, can we love, can you love two men at the same time? Oof. Can you be in love with two guys? Like, I don't know. know. You know what I mean? I don't know. I know that I can't. Yeah. I know that I can't because I know me now after all these years. I know that I can only love one person at a time. I mean, I could love people in different ways. Yeah, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, it's been, it's hard. Yeah. There's always, like, if I'm really in love with someone, I've, I've done it where I've been in love with someone, it's not working, and then I go out with other people, and um, as much as I try, great as they are. I'm the same, yeah. We just, just, I just can't. No. It's no, too hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, yeah. Well, the other thing was the, was the I, you know, we've commented on the, the um, um, uh, Kieran and, and, Karen. Yeah, I was going to go to them next because that's another another thing of of the tragedies of not to not to. Well, I should go on to this quote. The quote was there are two tragedies in life. This is the quote of the episode. There are two tragedies in life. Yes. To uh, gain the desire of your heart or to lose the desire of your heart and also to gain it. So another loss here, Karen and Andy. And yes, but I love the two actors. I love them very much. Mm-hmm. In fact, I really love them. It, the the love that that felt forced a little bit to me. It felt a little bit un, unearned in terms of the way that it ended to me. What to do me? you mean? Because you because they it just didn't feel like they had enough history. That's that's really the the crux of the point you, you captured immediately as as you do, Joy. But part also is that I felt that you know they it, maybe there was something edited out of the episode that might have given us a little bit more. To oh, shoot. that's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, but also you haven't been watching the last, you know, 22 episodes and there has calling been. Calling me out publicly. You're calling me out. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. Oh, come on. We know you don't have time for that. You, um, you're fancy now. You got so much going on. That last line that he threw out at her. Right? Oh, that was rough. That felt like it didn't need to be said. What did he say? Oh, I love you. I love you too. It would just yeah. seems like it just isn't enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow! Ouch! That was rough. Um, yeah, that was rough. But Karen had a Karen had a big episode here. Oh, she was when she came firing in, man. That's she great. does. She does that Irish anger really. No. We were saying in the other episode, her whole chest went red in her face when she got angry yeah. with Lucas for something a few uh, episodes ago. It was great. A lot of scenes together. Yeah. yeah. 
know, and she's such a, a calm and kind person in life. So it's great to see that her, 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 um, her, her, as we, what do they call it? The, her, her, her paint, her, her canvas, her canvas is so beautiful with colors that she can just Aww. draw them in. You know what I mean? That's lovely. There was one moment in this that felt strange to me, which was when after Andy leaves your office and you throw the award, Award. Through the new glass window, yeah. presumably the new glass window. It didn't feel. You know what it. bugged me about it, Paul, is that I just didn't believe Dan would ever give anyone the satisfaction of knowing that they had pissed him off. No, I, I agree with you. I think there was some there was some conversations on this set about it was an un um, unmotivated overreaction to me, and I, I think that the, I remember having that conversation. But what they wanted was the bookends. Yeah, the window back to back for you know for the drama of the finale, and so they had to get there somewhere. My job is to give them what they wish in a way that feels truthful. Yeah. Um, and if it and and honestly, um, sometimes you can't fully achieve those things when requested, even when you put your very best work into it. You know. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like, my life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature <laughs> scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. Nothing is more fun for me than decorating, whether it's like I've moved, I have to go on location somewhere, or my friends are moving. I just want to design people's houses. It's happy. <laughs> And, you know, like a place goes from just being, you know, like a box you live into a home. Only Wayfair has everything you need to bring that mm. vision to life. I can attest to this personally. I am on this site all the time finding amazing things for my home. Wayfair is the place to shop for everything home from sofas and beds to dining sets and decor. No matter your style or budget, there is a Waberhood in every zip code brought to life by everyone who makes their home truly their own with Wayfair. A huge selection of home goods ranging from appliances and area rugs to beds and wall art. Everything you need for your living room, outdoor areas, bedroom and more. Wayfair makes it easy with fast and free shipping, even on the big stuff. And they'll even help you set it up. Every style is welcome in the Waberhood. Visit Wayfair.com or get the Wayfair mobile app. That's W-A-Y-F-A-I-R.com. Wayfair, every style, every home. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite all-inclusive destinations. And you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on, take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. 
Okay, friends, we are here to help you out. Mother's Day is May 12th. That means it's fast approaching. So instead of scrambling last minute this year, Hillary and I think you should try Macy's for your Mother's Day gifts. Oh, we sure do. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price, like $25 and under to $100 and under, categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or their gift lists like for the mom who has everything, or for grandma, or for gifts that are already wrapped. Macy's is making it so easy on you. Find top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TV, the frame, which I have a couple of, love them. They're all at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, my mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. (laughs) And I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture, they make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. What was your experience like on other shows with things like that? Because I think in TV that happens a lot where something is just on a page or, you know, a writer's room decided here's what we need for the poetry of the, of the episode. And they're not taking into consideration that an actor, you know, may be able to bring to light reasons why it would not be organic to do it that way. Um, And yet it's television. It's not film. We don't have time to rehearse and adjust all those things. Do you, was it, was it, uh, the similar on other TV shows that you had been on that there was a lot of that all the time, or was it mostly on more on one tree Hill or less, or you've had such a long career. There's two, there's two answers to that, that I would like to, that I'd like to put forward. First off is cause it's a really great question for people that are listening that have, you know, um, ideas of theater or acting, whatever. And so they may run into these situations. So it's nice to talk about the process especially the collaborative process on that level on procedural shows, you know, you know, them all, there's so many of them. Yeah. There's no conversations. This is what's happening. The committee, the committee has, has just passed down the lectern. This is yeah. what's happening to do because they shoot them fast. You get out and you don't have debate, you know, um, on that it's, it's happening um, on, on a show with a really, hands-on kind of showrunner, like a Matt Weiner, who I've worked for, people like that. There's intelligent conversations which help you understand the processes where they got to. And these aren't, you know, these sort of like quick decisions. They're very thought out and they have meaningful collaborations with actors and you get to to figure things out which, which work and they will make adjustments in order to make that work. But 
to turn it all around from a directing point of view as a director, and you've worked with me as a director, if an actor says to me, I, this isn't, I, I, I'm not, this doesn't feel organic. I feel like I'm, I'm faking this. Yeah. To me, that is like the death of anything I ever want filmed. Yeah, I'm the same way. You know, yeah, you are. Mm. And I remember one time, you know, you and I were working on a scene and you were supposed to, what, you were supposed to get really mad or something. And you said, I just feel like I want to like wipe this table clean and smash everything. And I said, well, then do it. And you're like, I can do that. And you kind of stopped. Remember in your tracks? Yes. Went, I can do it. I went, yeah. And I said, well, then they'll have to clean it all up. And I said, then they'll have to clean it all up. Yeah. And do it again. Like yeah. that's no disrespect to the crew, but that's their job. Yeah, sure. You all have a job. Your job is to be truthful. And our job is to give you the environment to be truthful in. Yes. You know, so you figure it out, you know? Yeah. Well, that's really cool. Yeah. I remember, yeah, I remember on soaps, there was, there was such a fast mm-hmm. pace with that schedule. And I, I don't know if they were shot differently in LA than they were in New York, because did you guys do camera blocking? Like you went in and did like yeah. rehearsal blocking in a blank room, then you did camera blocking and then everybody shot. They had like a slot between one and five that they would go in and shoot their scenes in the afternoon. That's how we, we shot ours. two of the three of those. We didn't have a rehearsal blocking that way. We had an onset read through where the director and the producers would walk through the set and go conflict conflict and the director would go this is where you stand and then you move over here then you move over here and they'd literally paint lines on the floor so you wouldn't miss it you know (laughs) but but then they always had there was four right you know the what always three or four cameras going yep same time and then in the afternoon you'd block out your pieces and shoot them and you usually do them twice Right. Because so there were some soaps that would you would go in and everything was done all at once. So you would go in and do your blocking, then you would immediately do camera blocking, and then you would shoot your scene. So everybody just went in at hair and makeup at different times, but everything would happen at once. And I never liked the idea of that. I'm glad we didn't do that because we gave us time to process after our blocking rehearsal you'd have time to process before you went back to camera blocking and said, wait, something feels wrong. Something doesn't feel right about this. Right. Um, but One Tree Hill was um, every director had kind of their own vibe, but we always kept the same kind of formula, right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Everybody, you would come in, get your makeup done. You'd really just get to set and start. You'd rehearse quickly. There was a 20 minute break for camera blocking or two hours, depending on depending on what was going on that day and then you'd shoot we did along the fans would have loved to have been in the um in the uh, makeup room where all the gossip was going down and people were talking about their weekends and who did what and what and where and how and now like bonding and friendships and people bringing in cookies it's it was it was very nice it was fun it was there was also a lot of drama in the hair and makeup trailer and i we've we've talked a lot hillary sophia and i on the show have talked a lot about um you know there's just so many so easy to have so many misunderstandings and and um it's it is a place for gossip a lot of the time and something i can say that i've noticed in this business is as time has gone on, it's not like it used to be in the hair and makeup trailer. It's talking about someone behind their back or gossip or, you know, where the whole trailer's just like up in arms talking about something. Mm-hmm. That's not happening anymore. I haven't seen that on a set in a very long time. Good. Yeah. 
So I don't know. You know because it's distracting. And a lot of times I would wear headphones because I just couldn't um, hear. I have to go do a scene with somebody and I'm finding all these things out about them that have nothing to do with my scene. And I really want to be focused on the work. Know, preparing my performance and preparing yeah. you know, my, my mental place for that character to be walking into the scene. You know, this whole thing that people, um, one thing that is always lacking in conversations about watching shows, when you watch, next time you watch a TV show, um, and a new scene starts, you know, remember that character's coming in with all the history of everything that just happened to that character before. When you're an actor, that's what you're reviewing before you go into the, you're walking into the set, your head's going, when's the last time I saw this person? What did they say to me? How did I react? What happened since then? What new information have I learned? And yeah. now I'm walking into the scene and I have something to say, but it doesn't just happen where you walk out and say your lines. Right. There's a whole prior event value going on there. Yeah. Audiences, when they watch it, they go, oh, this person's always got, they're coming in with something. It's like, it's because they're doing their work. Yeah. And you have to have the space to be able to do that in an undistracted space like that. It's super important. I think that's probably why, I think that's one of the reasons why artists get a bad rap as being really fussy sometimes, because you can be in a moment where you're really trying to give the, prepare to give the most authentic performance so that the audience can have the most authentic experience. And uh, if you if you get annoyed with someone who's bouncing around the set, chit-chatting or, you know, just being super distracting or somebody who's standing next to you and just gossiping or trying to rope you into something. And if you, you know, in your zone go, I can't, I can't deal with that right now. Can we, you know, because it's so hard to stay focused and also turn to someone and go into a completely different zone of, hey, listen, um, I'm just trying to focus right now on my work. And I totally respect that you want to have this conversation. Would you mind doing it somewhere else? Like my brain, it's really hard for me to maintain. um, But yeah, but to maintain that dual, like, I I don't know how to stay in. I can't stay in my zone. I have to come out of my zone in order to take care of someone else's problem and then try and find my way back into my zone and that's really hard joy so difficult to work with she really <laughs> neat. i can't believe she asked me not to talk about my new gardening in my backyard <laughs> it was in the middle of telling her about my beets being planted and she said i need space <laughs> right and you're like going, no but i want to hear about your beets but my favorite person i think on the set you know everyone has an onset demeanor right yeah everyone like we're sitting in chairs we're we're yakking away, we're rehearsing or we're talking, we're chatting about whatever. But we're sitting in our in our director chairs, waiting to go and shoot a scene and we're all jumping around. There was one person who's my favorite person I've ever worked with. And her name is, I'll, I'll name some of her movies. You tell me who it is. Okay. She was in um, uh, the Daniel Day-Lewis movie about Lincoln. About, um, oh, okay. She was in uh, Fried Green Tomatoes, Tender Mercies. Mary she Stuart was, Masterson? Sally Field. Sally Field. Oh uh, my one gosh. Of my favorite on set demeanors. Sally comes with her own chair. Okay. And a bag. And she's fully, fully rehearsed. Knows not only her lines, but everybody's lines. She's the smartest person in the room. She sits down and she just needlepoints all day. Wow. And listens. And then when it's her turn, she sit down and she's amazing it's like one of those things where wow. she's just her but she doesn't leave even when she's not in the scene she's still there needle pointing 
You worked with her on Soap Dish. Soap Dish, yeah. One of my favorite movies. (laughs) Very funny movie. Very funny movie. Maggie, I was at the gym doing leg lifts. Father Corey told me of your experience at the soup kitchen. Are you all right? (laughs) And my shirt's off and I'm glistening. Oh my gosh, it was so much fun. so good. I love that. You know who else on our show sounds very similar to that, actually? Sharon Lawrence is stellar at that. She is a, a dynamite actress and also can really manage. Um, she's just such a, such a Southern genteel woman. She knows how to manage every personality around she her. She loves you, Joy. Oh, she, I love her she, too. Uh, she's, we talked at, was it the party that you had at yours? Was it a Christmas party? My Christmas or, party, yeah. She was just, you know, we talked about you and she's like, she gets what I get. You know, mm, you, sweet. Thank she, you. Yeah, she really does. Yeah, it's, uh, it's an interesting thing to be an artist in this, in this world. James had a very sort of solo, alone vibe in this episode. You know, suffering by himself, kind of like, you know, people come in and go, but then nobody stays with him. He's yeah. Kind of, he's kind of, I, I really like the way they designed that to make him kind of like a man alone. You know what I mean? That's a great point. I hadn't thought about that. I really like that too, because all we've seen of him is with Lucas in the last few episodes where, um, or or dealing with stuff with Dan. And this was the first time, even the dinner table or the barbecue table that Dan set out, set out flowers for apparently. <laughs> I was like, wow, the lavender's out on the table. Okay, Dan. Um, Give me a second, I'll turn my light back on. <laughs> Can I turn it on? What are you trying to turn on? My light just popped off. Oh yeah, go ahead. Just we'll right turn out his light. Um, but I was going to say while you do that, that, uh, I love seeing, even though he had that moment with Dan over the barbecue, uh, horrible about Dan telling him about Deb's addiction. It was just such a bad parenting moment. But um, I think you're right. I love seeing that, giving James the opportunity to just wrestle, have Nathan wrestle with himself and his own issues rather than wrestling with everyone else's interpretation of Nathan's issues. He just had to be alone with himself. Yeah, really nice. I, I I liked it too. There was. Uh, can we talk about Lee and Catherine? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love it. Go ahead. <laughs> She's throwing herself at him. She's I throwing know. Herself at him, right? It's it's a nice place for him to be at as a as a as a as a character. You know, to have this charming, sweet, fun, southern, you know, full of life girl like make him number one, and it's kind of nice to see him kind of like like just seep in that. Yeah. Yeah. I love mouth. We all love mouth. He's our, he's our favorite go-to anytime guy, you know, like he's always there for you. He's always reliable. Um, but we're going to go. Right. That's why. Would you? Oh, he is. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to go to listener questions, but before we do in, in the interest of the the bookends that we talked about and, and uh, the theme of this episode, the two tragedies in life. At the end of the episode, Mouth disagrees. Speaking of Mouth, he disagrees and says, no, it's, you know, whoever, whoever George Bernard Shaw was never kissed Erica Marsh, right? But the sentiment of gaining your heart's desire isn't a tragedy. Uh, I'm curious as to what you think about that quote. I, I, I think George Bernard Shaw was, was a genius, and I think he's right. I do. 
absolutely. I mean, you must, you must feel the same way. I mean, this, I've never suffered more than when I'm in love. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? I can yeah. handle any tragedy, but when I'm in love, everything is like magnified. Yes, that's true. But also, you know what made me think of that? Gaining the desire of your heart. There is a tragedy in it because then you've got it. And now what? Now you have to find something else. It's like the, the death of the chase. When you spent when you spend so long chasing a desire, once you once you have it, uh it's it's scary. It's because it's like, well, what do I do now? Now I have it. Unless you're the child of an alcoholic and you think that you don't deserve it, and so it's going to leave you at one point, so you better work really hard to keep it. Oh, interesting. And constant, you know, um, you know, tension to prove you're worthy of keeping that love. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I don't, I don't know that I feel that way. I think I do have a, uh, I love the chase. And then once I catch it, there's a little part of me and, and it's anything. It's not love necessarily, but, but professional things, projects, uh, anything. It's like, once you, once you get it, then it's, it's you, I think it's kind of a human nature thing. Does, okay, now what? I got to move on to something else. And that's why we, this is, the tragedy is that we keep climbing. We keep reaching for the next thing and the next thing and the next thing thinking well, we're going to arrive the, somewhere, but we never do. What's above love? What are you, what are you going to reach for above love? Like, what is there above that? Like, how can you reach for anything higher than that? Yeah, but then you get into the whole esoteric conversation of what is love and like where, you know, is love a choice? And then the That's responsibilities of we're love. Having an esoteric conversation. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, let me take that. Let me take that. Let me just say this. And this is a conversation I have with Quinn. And well, I have a very special 11 year old. So we do have these conversations. I tell him that it doesn't matter necessarily. Like, cause I always talk about like, you know, this pursuit of happiness vibe that goes around. I'm not a believer in it. I don't mm -hmm. believe that happiness is, is something to pursue. It's the byproduct mm. of, of finding yourself on your purpose. I agree. Happiness is, is kind of like, is the result of something rather than a goal in itself. Yeah. And in love, as you as you said, it's like, there is definitely value in to want just the words to want. I want this. I want that job. I want that money. I want that person. I want that acclaim. To want is a wonderful thing because it gives a lot of, a lot of direction and a lot of motivation. And, it, and, and, and a, But it's really that in itself, the to want part of the life is really what life is. Mm. To get is not what life is, but to want is. Mm. You know what I mean? I do. This reminds me of something my French hairdresser told me. Oh, this is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I said, I'm hungry. I was sitting in the chair. I said, I'm hungry. And he said, so? <laughs> well, I don't know. I was thinking of ordering some food. He said, you will be done. We'll be done in about an hour. You're fine. You know, you just wait. And I was like, well, but I'm hungry. He goes, it's okay to be hungry. That's, that is life. It's, it's just a feeling that exists. You just are hungry. So what? If you're <laughs> unhappy, so what? You will be happy again. Just 
<laughs> live through the hunger, live through the unhappiness and you will be fed and you will be happy again. <laughs> This is the French way of life, he says. It's okay to be hungry. This is so perfect. We were in Paris not five, four or five days ago. Yeah. We had gotten the kids in the car. Sammy's driving. We're going to a restaurant. It's 10 minutes away. We're four <laughs> minutes into the drive. And in the backseat, I hear, can we just go into that restaurant? I'm hungry. What about that pizza place right there? And Sammy's like, got a place for us. He's, he lives in Paris his whole life. He knows where we're going. And he's like, we're, we're six minutes away. Yes. But I'm hungry. And the whole car, I was like thinking to myself, is he going to like throw his plans away for us? No. Like, but it was like, this is so perfect. We had such a passive aggressive fight in the car, you and I. By the way, it wasn't six. It wasn't four minutes in. You said, I was like, at least as long as you're not going to be in the car for like a half an hour. How long's the ride? You said 10 minutes. And then 20 minutes later, I'm in the car. Like, are we still there? And he says, another 10 minutes. And then I started to have the monster come out. My hangry monster. But I heard it. At the end of the day, you're right. At the end of the day, it's okay to uh, exist in the feelings that you're feeling because they will pass and something new will come along. That's all the feelings are. Yeah. They never stay. Yeah. I wish we could tell Peyton and Chad, Peyton, Peyton <sighs> Lucas and Brooke and Haley and Nathan that in this episode and Karen, but we can't. We'll have to wait until next week where Sophia... And me, we'll have a special guest, Miss Lindsay McKeon. Very excited for that. Friends, is there anything better than a clean and fresh smelling home? I don't think so. I don't think there is. No, no. <laughs> oh, that feeling of just walking in the door and it's like... My life is okay. I'm not a total disaster. Like, yeah. <laughs> I really feel better about myself when my house is clean. And I think the best way to achieve that relaxing feeling of a clean home, Clorox Sentiva. Clorox Sentiva provides a powerful clean with refreshing scents. And you can find your home's signature scent. It might be coconut, grapefruit, lavender. There is a scent for every vibe. Oh, it's grapefruit for me all the way. Lavender for me. Friends, transform your home into an oasis. With a powerful, clean, and refreshing scent, Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. Get yours now at a retail store near you. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, so we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. Okay, friends, we are here to help you out. Mother's Day is May 12th. That means it's fast approaching. So instead of scrambling last minute this year, Hillary and I think you should try Macy's for your Mother's Day gifts. Oh, we sure do. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. You can shop by price, like $25 and under to $100 and under, categories like fragrance, handbags, and more, or their gift lists like for the mom who has everything or for grandma or for gifts that are already wrapped. 
Macy's is making it so easy on you. Find top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frame, Polaroid cameras, Samsung smart TV, the frame, which I have a couple of, love them. They're all at Macy's.com slash gift finder. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Do you know that this has been a tradition in my family for many years? Uh, my mother used to love pecan sandies from Keebler. She would bring them home and I would find her in the kitchen taking a little nibble on a stressful day. (laughs) And I love it. I love it so much. I've adopted it myself. I love coming home and just taking a moment to step away from all the daily expectations and enjoy a little, little Keebler sandy. Listen, you know I love a snack break, and Keebler Sandies are perfect for that. They are buttery shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, Joy's favorite pecans, and almonds. Mm. Each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by the Keebler Elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. The delicate sweetness, the buttery flavor, the crumbly texture, they make Keebler Sandies the perfect pairing with your coffee or tea. Whether you're enjoying Keebler Sandies as an afternoon snack, serving them at a party, or simply indulging in some me time, they are a classic shortbread cookie that brings simple pleasure to every bite. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies is the perfect treat that will keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie and enjoy a simple moment of comfort. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. So therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. I've had um, plenty of times in my life and seasons where I have needed a safe space where I could just uh, know that there was no judgment. I could just sort of dump out whatever I was thinking. And sometimes mm-hmm. even just hearing myself say things out loud made it mm-hmm. easier to go, wait a second, actually, I don't believe that. Why am I carrying that narrative around in my brain? But yeah. it doesn't always feel easy to say that kind of stuff to friends or people you're in relationship with. So I love therapy for that reason and many more. I do too. I totally agree, especially because therapy is a dedicated chunk of time. Like for me, it's an hour a week where I really focus on my self-care. It's like, I think of it as a, you know, gym for my brain and my heart. And it's so important Mm. to take care of yourself in that way. And like you said, Joy, you can't always unburden on your friends. And I think a lot of us sometimes don't talk about what's going on with us because we feel guilty asking somebody to help us work through something. But that's literally a therapist's job. And I think that's why it works so well. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It is entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash drama today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash drama. So we're going to have a couple listener questions and uh, we'll do a spin a wheel and we'll say goodbye. The first listener question, Paul, do you have your chat open? Fire away. Okay. You read the first one, the Triana. Go ahead. I have always wondered how they decorate the homes with family pictures. Do they have a photo shoots before the episodes is filmed? Also, do they use your real baby pictures or use random people? They do both. They do both. Yeah. I've had every new job I have when, if I've, if I'm in the house, 
uh, they asked me to, I usually pawn it off to my mom. I usually send the email to my mom and I'm like, can you send them ba baby pictures of me, please? Or like family photos. Yeah. But they also throw us in like clothes from another period in time in our lives. And then they, I don't know, maybe they Photoshop our faces sometimes. Remember? Like, they oh, do yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Definitely lots of Photoshopping happening. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our next question comes from Frankie. How does it work when someone who is directing the episode is also in it? Like Paul with episode 17. Mm. Um, I've done this too. I don't like this at all. I do not like directing an episode that I'm in. I would much prefer just to sit back and, because uh, it's just so hard to be in the moment of the scene. I'm so fully in the moment as an actor that to have to not be, to have to be watching the other actor in the scene and thinking of notes to give them while we're actually just trying to do a scene. It's very hard for me. How do you feel? Um, it's different for me. You know, I'm, you know, I, I set it up. Um, I like to see, you know, the framing. So I want to see somebody kind of walk through the paces where we're going to be, what the camera's going to see as it goes along. And once I'm comfortable with what the framing is, you know, um, I trust, usually we always had, and we had very good people. In fact, our DPs all directed. Yes. So, so their, 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 um, their um, insight was very valuable and, and I like to lean on people that I trust. I've actually worked with a lot of people that I don't trust their opinion, but on One Tree Hill, all of the technical crew was fantastic. And I yeah. trusted Peter and, 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 you know, and, uh, and everybody that was, was working with. So yeah, I didn't have any problem. When I start getting into a scene and, and, and acting, um, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm one of those, I'm, I'm one of those fortune kind of people where I, I kind of, I'm not too overly hard on myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. My, my, my outside vision of myself doesn't overpower my, you know, my wanting to be present for that other actor. Like yeah. That's, I make that a priority. So a lot of times I'm not sure how it went because I kind of let it go. And then I trust that, you know, Peter Kowalski will go, great, man, move on. But how do you give another actor that you're in the scene with a note? How well, usually you'll have done the rehearsal, right? Before, yeah. And you'll kind of know what they're going to be throwing out there. Yeah, and anything major is going to be addressed in that. But if they're if they're having issues, nuanced issues, generally, and you know this, you know, most actors kind of know when they've you know, kind of not been able to hit their that what they want, what they needed to hit to make the scene work. And you know, yeah, I think that's true. I think a lot, especially on that show where it wasn't terribly sophisticated. You know, yeah, that's true. Scenes were pretty straightforward. Good training ground. Uh, okay, so guys, we're going to spin a wheel here. And uh, Paul, this is our every every episode we do most likely to like a yearbook. So who is most like who which character and which real life person is most likely to go ahead read it for us, please. Become a detective. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, Dan would be, be Brooke. Brooke. Yes, she's such a super sleuth. Brooke. Absolutely. And we didn't even talk about her in this episode. Oh, I know. She, she was so charming. <laughs> she you know, was. She threw her heart out there. And I was going to bring it up a couple of times and we kept getting other stuff. But she, you know, that one look away in the car when yeah. she was, you know, when she was kind of like, and I know you like Peyton. And then you look away <laughs> and they Zurak focused her and you just want to put her squishy, squishy, yeah. squishy. We, we needed her in this episode, actually, just to, I mean, there was so much weight and sadness. Her floating in and out oh, of, of. She's so great with Tyler, isn't she? Yes. She's funny. Yes. 
like wonder she, if those two characters ever did end up in bed together. That would have been really funny. Oh, you know what? If they didn't, it's a missed opportunity because those guys are, yeah. for me, they're the two funniest people on the show. For sure. They're very, very funny. Yes. And I loved, I actually really, lo- I love Tyler. Me love too. Her energy was so good in that episode. You know, the one thing I was going to say also, we got to quickly point out this. This was a very strong voice of the opening where the three girls talked about what's inside their minds. I wasn't in the opening. No, the, they were reading. Um, they were they were reading the quote, and then they were talking. It was like Hillary, Sophia, and then. Um, but we were hearing inside their minds for a yeah. second as we, as we got into this, and I, and I thought, you know, I love that our show gave that privilege to us as an audience, right? Yeah. Like here's here's the thoughts of because we always talk about what's the influence of the show on young people. Right. Well, here's young people talking. You know, this is what's inside my head. Everybody knows this is happening. I thought that was a nice way to make a connection with your audience. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, I I love that. I love that they allowed us to take over the monologue that previously had only been Lucas's. Yeah, that's really nice. Well, guys, uh, thank you for joining us for this very special episode. Uh, Paul, you were awesome. I love love chatting with you always. Um, Next time we'll do it later with wine. Dinner at Pache. I'm in. I'm in. Okay. Uh, hey, everybody. Uh, come on back next week. We're going to be watching the season finale, season two finale, number 23, The Leavers Dance. And we will pull a scenario from the virtual, most likely two hat. See you later. Hey, thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a review. You can also follow us on Instagram at dramaqueensoth. Or email us at dramaqueens at iheartradio.com. See you next time. We're all about that high school drama girl, drama girl, all about them high school queens. We'll take you for a ride in our comic girl, drama girl, cheering for the right team. Drama queens, drama queens, smart girl, rough girl, fashion but you're tough girl, you could sit with us girl. Drama queens, drama queens, drama queens, drama, drama queens, drama queens. I know there's a couple folks out there that don't know what they're doing for this summer yet. Um, So we have that solved for you. We figured it out. You are going to go to CheapCaribbean.com to find deals on all your favorite, all-inclusive destinations, and you're going to spend your summer in paradise. Yeah, guys, come on. Take a break. You work hard. Everybody's working so hard. Mm. Swim up to the bar in Punta Cana or sit with your toes in the sand on the shores of Cancun. You can score an extra $175 off site-wide vacations of four nights or more now through June 3rd. Summer is going to be here before you know it. So do your deal and find vacays in your price range at CheapCaribbean.com. That's CheapCaribbean.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Boy, I've spent definitely a significant amount of time in therapy in my life. And I think there's just so many layers to life that can be hard to navigate. And having somebody there to just talk through things really makes, makes the days easier sometimes. It's a simple truth, no matter who you are. Mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. I don't know about y'all. I love the holidays, and they also stress me out. 
<laughs> Yesterday, I was trying to get everybody's gifts wrapped, and I just needed a second. I was on my fourth paper cut, and I was like, okay, take a walk around the house, <laughs> calm yourself down. And you know what I did? I went and got myself a cookie, and I felt better. So all I'm saying is if you're tired or besieged by paper cuts, I think you deserve a cookie too. I agree. Guys, Keeper <laughs> Sandies are buttery. They're shortbread cookies made with delicious ingredients like cranberries, pecans, and almonds. And each Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie is baked to perfection by those cute little Keebler elves for a light sweetness and a texture that melts in your mouth. When you need a comforting moment for yourself, Keebler Sandies. It's the perfect treat that'll keep you going. Next time you feel like you're juggling it all, reach for a Keebler Sandy shortbread cookie to enjoy a simple moment of comfort. Is it hoarding if it's boots? I don't think so. A woman can never have too many pairs of boots. It's the perfect gift for your loved ones and for yourself. So this festival and concert season is all about boots. Everybody has to show up in style. And Tacova's is your stop before attending your next concert with all your friends. All Tacova's boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tacova's has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. You guys have you heard about Squarespace? You must have, because I talk about it all the time. Their website has helped me with my businesses, but it will also help you grow your business. And it really does take the guesswork out of building a website. They have so many helpful and amazing tools, product features, and they make it so user-friendly. Now, one of our favorite product features is the Fluid Engine. With Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace, it's never been easier for anyone to unlock unbreakable creativity. Start with a best-in-class website template and then customize every design detail with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. Stretch your imagination online with Fluid Engine, built in and ready to go on any new Squarespace site. Go to squarespace.com slash drama for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code drama to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 